Well, good morning, everybody. How are you guys feeling this morning? I like it. I like it. I guess you guys have been trained well now, and you know that if you don't respond well the first time, I'll ask again. So they're just like, fine. We're doing great. Well, good morning. My name is uh, Dan Underhill. Uh, I am not the pastor here. In fact, you have an amazing set of pastors here in uh, Pastor Russ and Courtney Walker. They do an amazing job for you week in and week out, and they deserve a break. Okay, so you get the gorilla today. <clears throat> okay, we're going to continue on in our series uh, called The Holy Spirit Better, right? Better. How many of you guys have been enjoying this series on the Holy Spirit? Talking about things we don't normally talk about, right? It is fantastic. Well, I want to dive right in by telling you a story, okay? And I want to ask you a question before I tell you the story. How many of you have ever driven in your car and you say you, it was to work or to a restaurant or home from work or to church or to some place? You drive there often, okay, and you just start getting in your car and you kind of paying attention. Then all of a sudden you arrive there and you don't remember how you got there. How many show of hands, some honest people in the house? Okay, the rest of you are lying and, well, not a good place to do that, Okay. All right, But we've all kind of done that because we're not really present, right? We get distracted. We have things on our mind. We have things that are, we're thinking about. There's life's struggles. There are things that we're concerned about. Like, you know, can I pay for my kids to go to college? And is my kid going to get a driver's license? I just taught my daughter how to drive. I'm starting that whole process. How many of you guys remember that? Yeah. It's awesome. You guys all lied to me. All right? Like, it is amazing. Like, I'm just laughing the whole time. It's the most fun we've had together, okay? Now, we haven't hit anything yet, all right? So we're going to continue to believe and not doubt, all right? But sometimes we get in a car and we drive and we're not really present. Even though we're there, we're not present, okay? And we can experience that because we get caught up and we get busy and things get into our mind that really kind of overtake what we're really trying to accomplish, I want to tell you a story about that when Eve, my daughter, who I'm just teaching how to drive, she's now 15, was about maybe two, maybe three years old. We were living in New York. And I come when I was doing youth ministry, and if anybody knows youth ministry, it basically pulls all the brain cells and intelligence out of the back of your head and just flushes it into youth ministry. Okay, and sometimes you can come in just exhausted and tired. So you guys need to really pray for your youth pastor here, Logan. He does an amazing job for your kids. Okay? The work that it takes to do what he does, whew, man, you need to pray for my man, okay? Pray for him. But I'd come home, and, I, and I, I got home, and I sat down, and my daughter was playing with those massive Legos. You guys remember those? Have you seen those? They're not the little tiny ones that if you step on in the middle of the night, it's basically like stepping into hell, right? It's like, oh, that's right there. Yep, that's what it's going to feel like. I want to serve Jesus for my whole life, right? Right? Okay? Not that one, but the big ones, the huge ones that you give like a toddler, okay? And she's working with them, and I'm sitting there, and we're building stuff, and we're stacking towers and all this stuff. And she goes, Dad, and I'm just stacking towers, doing the thing. Because how many of you guys ever find out sometimes the toys are more for the, adult, the adults than the kids? I was like, block, go on block, right? And she's like, Dad. And I'm like, Dad, I'm like, what? Why are you yelling? She's like, where are you? At three years old, my daughter had learned that I was there, but I wasn't present. Okay? And I want to talk to you about his presence 
and how it's always there. And we have to prioritize his presence. Because you can find yourself in a situation like me where I'm playing with my daughter. Okay? You can be with the Lord. Okay? Who's always with you. Okay? He's here now. He's at work with you. He's in the car with you. Okay? When you're driving and that one person will not get out of the left-hand lane on 71. They're just riding there. Jesus is there. Holy Spirit's there. God's there. Right? His presence is with us. So we might want to... While we're driving. How many of you guys get a little bit of road rage going on telling people how to drive when you drive? Thank you for the three honest people. The rest of you, again, lying is not a good idea here. <laughs> okay? Um, but, ready? Just because you're there doesn't mean that you're fully present. The same way that I was with my daughter, okay, um, I was not actually present in the situation. Okay? And we have to choose, okay, right? We have to choose to prioritize the Holy Spirit's presence. Okay, it's a huge value in our lives, okay? Our values should determine our calendar, not our calendar determining our values. And as the older I get, the more I see this in our culture, and I see it in my own home. There's sports, there's work, there's this, there's that, there's small groups, there's this. And all of a sudden, you end up having life, and you forget what your priorities were, okay? And I want to encourage you, sit down with your calendar and say, what are our priorities? Now let's make our calendar, instead of letting our calendar dictate to us what our priorities are, let's dictate to our calendar what our priorities are. And say, hey, here's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to prioritize that. Now I know that sounds a little like freaky for you at first, because you're like, you know, God, I'm good with. Jesus, really good. He did the whole thing on the cross. We bueno. Really appreciative. Okay? Holy Spirit, it's kind of like the crazy Uncle Eddie of the Trinity, right? It's like, uh, are we sure we want to trust him? I mean, I heard when the Holy Spirit does things, like you can't really control them. You know, you can kind of get wild and weird. And I want to debunk those myths, okay, today. The Holy Spirit is absolutely a part of the, the Trinity. And he's been there since the beginning. If you go back to Genesis, it tells you that the Spirit hovered over the darkness, Okay, he was creating and making a way for you before the whole thing began and before you were born. So he's there to help you. That's what he's named, the comforter, the helper. Okay, so we don't have to be scared of him. Just because a couple people have given him a bad name, you don't have to buy into that. Okay, but the Holy Spirit is there to help guide you. Okay, so I want to help you to choose to spend time in his presence and be fully present. Be fully present present okay just like I was with Eve sometimes we get into that mode and we forget to be fully present and there's a lot of reasons for that there's stuff that's going on but we've got to learn to tune in so right now in this room there are thousands of forms of communication going through this room right now now I know that you think that the primary communication is the guy with the microphone but right now if you had the proper tuner you could tune into sports center radio right? You could turn into headline news, right? You could listen to talk radio. You could listen to country. How many country fans are in here? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, you could listen to hip-hop. How many hip-hop fans are in here? That surprised me. I did not expect that, <laughs> okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. I get in my, I get in my wife's car. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm taking the tint off the Suburban because they're not expecting a little white soccer mom from Lakeway to be like, mm -hmm. <laughs> coming through the, you know, Sweetwater, right? Okay? 
But you can go to any one of these radio stations because all of that communication is working through this room. The only difference is, is do you have a tuner that's tuned in to the right frequency to hear it? And the Holy Spirit is always with us and is always there to lead and guide us. But are we prioritizing him and tuning into him to hear him so that that way we experience his presence and we know what to do, okay? Because just because you're present doesn't mean you're paying attention, okay? Just because you're there. And if you've ever raised a child, how many parents would agree with me and say amen? Just because they're standing in front of you going, yes, sir, doesn't mean it's going anywhere past the forehead, Right? Yes, sir. Right? And you're like, oh, are you listening to me? Right? Just because you're present doesn't mean, okay, that you're paying attention. All right? So we got to make sure that we prioritize his presence and put it on your calendar. It's amazing. If I grabbed any one of your phones, we would show up all your appointments and where you're supposed to be. Smartphones are amazing. They shouldn't run and control us. We should use them to our advantage, not let them take advantage of us. Okay, but where inside of that calendar would I see the block out for time in his presence? Where is that? Where do we put that? If we put that at the end of the day, if we have enough time, guess what? It'll never happen. You want to know why? There's never enough time. Stuff happens. Life happens. But we have to prioritize it and schedule it and place ourselves in a position to say, I want to spend time in your presence because there's nothing more important than his presence. Okay. Let's move on, all right? Spending time in his presence will affect your present. Okay? When you spend time in his presence, it will affect your present. Okay? It affects you. You can't get away from it. Okay? Here's what we have. A relationship with the creator of the universe. The alpha, the omega. The beginning and the end. He knows your future. He knows what's going to happen this week at your job. He knows what's going to happen this week on the highway with your car. He knows exactly where your children are going to go to elementary school, middle school, high school, college or not, the military or not, where they'll work and who they will marry and what kind of kids they'll have and how many. If he knows all of this and he holds our future in his hand, why are we not spending time with him to ask him what we need to do instead of listening to the radio to find out what to do? Why, are, why do we seek other people's opinions instead of the Lord of Lords' opinion? Because when you spend time in his presence, it will change your present. Okay? When you spend that time in there, he can communicate with you. When you tune in, it will change your surroundings. It will change how you work and how you breathe and how you parent and how you husband and how you wife, okay, and how you brother and how you sister. And I can tell you right now by looking at our culture and looking at my own home first, we can do better and we need to do better because I don't have it all figured out. I need more of the presence of God in my home than my physical presence, okay, because I need him ruling and reigning things in there because left to me, man, I'll make a mess of it. But with him, in partnership with him, when I spend time with him, he can totally rearrange everything in my home with one word. With one word. Okay? So seek his presence before you seek others' presence. And this is hard. I don't know about you, but man, this is hard for me. Because as soon as I start to go through something, I want to tell someone. I want to talk to someone. 
I want to find out their opinion. I want to find out what they think. Right? And that's kind of the way that we're built. But how many of you know your friends don't have all the answers either? Okay? Just put your question on Facebook and people will tell you a huge line of answers. Right? Okay? Put a question out there and see who's mad or angry about something. About puppies. I hate dogs. I hate cats. What? All dogs go to heaven. Cats go to... Wait, whoa. Right? There's all sort of these arguments. Right? And other people's opinions, if we put them first, instead of spending time in his presence, we'll find ourselves derailed. And it's no bueno. Okay? And it's interesting because Jesus left us here on earth, came and did his work, and he left. Now, how many of you think life would be a lot better if Jesus would have just stayed and just, you know, just been here and never went back to heaven? How many of you guys think that? Oh, that was such a trick question. And you all passed. Because it's not true. Look, this is what it says, okay, in John 16. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So when he went, when Jesus left, he even tells us this promise in John 14 where it says, These things and greater shall you do because I'm sending the comforter. That's comforting, amen? I have a hard, piercing question. Everybody brace for impact, okay? Everybody brace. Grab your seat. If we're supposed to be doing more than he did when he was here because he sent the Holy Spirit, how's that working? Is it happening? Are we doing it? Because you can tell a tree by its fruit, and there should be those behind us that we're discipling. There should be those that can tell stories because, for heaven's sake, our children are watching. That is a pressure that is on me today as my children watch me. I'm like, man, I better pastor well. And I am not perfect, okay? When I walk through my house and you step on one of those Legos or you see that we didn't flush the toilet, okay? We, didn't, we just did some weird thing, okay? In bathrooms, you're like, why is that dirty? Why are we hanging our clothes there? Why is that? My response to that needs to be biblical. And let me let you into a little insight. It ain't always, okay? Sometimes I'm like, who did this, right? And I want judgment and justice and cleanliness and clarity immediately, how great is it we don't serve a God who's that judgmental, but he loves us in spite of us. But he's given us a commission. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. Be fruitful and we're called to, we're called to, we're called to, why is the church not multiplying? Why is it subtracting? We live in the post church era because it's not multiplying and we've been given a command and a commission that when we spend time in his presence he can give us the strategy he can give us the wisdom he can give us the understanding and more importantly he can just change the mess that's called us in his presence and then it changes us that becomes infectious for those that are around us because we've been called and what he left here to do the work was us in conjunction with the holy spirit 
and his presence. Check this out. In Psalm 14, it says this. God is present with the righteous. God is present. So you're guaranteed, as long as you've made a decision to follow Christ with your life, to follow Jesus because of the death, burial, and resurrection, you get his presence and he's there. Are we accessing him is the question. See, God's whole point was being with us and the Holy Spirit's presence is the primary conduit, okay, for that. The Holy Spirit is the primary conduit in which God wants to work in us, okay? Go back to Genesis 1. The Spirit hovers over the darkness. He's been there since the beginning. But in Luke 3, it says that the Spirit descended like a dove. And then in Acts 2, the Spirit descends on mankind. So the Spirit is there and always been there. The question is, how are we accenting it? How are we accessing it? How are we working and engaging with his presence? That may need a little bit of work, okay? So to experience more of his presence, you have to be present, okay? This is where being present really helps. And there are some easy cues to that. There's some layups we can do. Church, show up, worship. But how many know sometimes you've gone to church and you didn't even pay attention? My hand goes up first. Like you show up and you need to be present in the house. You can show up and just absorb and take, or you can get involved and serve and watch your situation change because now you're connected to other people. Maybe you need to give and get invested inside of it. Maybe you just need to be around other people because I don't need to give you the stats on the people around you that will affect you and how they'll affect you, okay? But you start putting yourself in a position to be blessed and be in his presence, and everything will change. But you have to be present in order to do that. Okay? And just because you have access does not guarantee participation. It's like my gym membership. Okay? I have a gym membership to Hill Country Indoor. It's awesome. I can go there any day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They're even open on Sundays. Shouldn't be, but they are. Okay? But, no, I'm kidding. They, they should be open. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on that. Okay? But just because I have access to the gym doesn't mean I'm always participating does it? It doesn't mean that I'm engaging with it. And the Holy Spirit's presence is very much the same. It's always there. It's always available. It's reaching out and waiting and wanting to communicate with you. It's been the whole purpose. It's been God's whole design that he wants relationship with you. And he does it through the Holy Spirit. See, how we spend our time determines what we value. I can look at your calendar and find out what it is you value most. How many of you guys think eating is kind of a big deal? You really enjoy it? Exhibit A. <laughs> okay? I love eating. So I go to work. So I can earn money. So I can buy food. So I can live in a house because I don't like living out in 100 degrees in the middle of the summer. I want air conditioning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for air conditioning. Central air is straight up one of God's greatest gifts. These lights that are really hot, not so much. Okay? But man, I do those, and ready, you can tell what I value by looking at my calendar, okay? And we have to put value on the presence of God and spend time leaning in. This is what Billy Graham said. So ready, if you don't trust me, he's kind of reliable, okay? He says, give me five minutes with a person's checkbook, and I will tell you where their heart is. Billy Graham. And there's two great keys to finding out where your value is. 
where you place value. Look at some, a man's checkbook or a woman's checkbook and look at their calendar and where they spend their time. Now, that doesn't tell the entire story, but that will give you a good idea of what's important to them, okay, by looking at those two keys, okay? So, last I want, I want to give you one last note, which is in the presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. This is what it says in Psalm 16, says, you make known to me the path of life. That's why we should spend time in the presence. Remember, he knows everything. Spend time, schedule it, book it, prioritize it. Make it a value, and then engage with it. It says that your right hand is pleasure forevermore. Okay? But in the middle, what does it say? In your presence, there's fullness of joy. So there's no fear in the presence of joy. There's no insecurity in the presence of joy. There's no anxiety in the presence of joy. What I'm trying to unpack for you is to show you that at this moment, when you are in the presence of God and prioritizing and scheduling and arranging and making it a priority and a value that you are committed to, all the other stuff that we worry about, that we stress about, that we get upset about, goes away because in his presence there's fullness of joy, so therefore there's no room for anxiety. In his presence, there's fullness of joy, so therefore there's no room for worry. There's no room for doubt. There's no room for stress. There's no room for anxiety inside of his presence. And that presence is available and accessible for you every day. Would you bow your heads with me? I know that this seems like it's the practical message of the century. But I don't want you to get lost in its complexity because of its simplicity. It is a simple message. Prioritizing his presence and engaging with it. But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, we have access. And I want to encourage you right in this moment to do business with the Lord. This is your opportunity right where you are. Whether it's your first time here or you've been here for years. The first question that I have for you is, have you got access through believing in Jesus? his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. If you haven't settled that, the rest is irrelevant. But in a simple way, I just want to give you the opportunity where you are that if you've never done that, it's as simple as a prayer from your heart to God to say, God, would you forgive me for my sins? I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to surrender to your will. And it's simple. You don't have to pass a test. You don't have to try to prove anything. In fact, there's nothing you can do to earn his love. His love and his grace is free. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus already did that. And he loves you. But if that's you, while everybody's head is bowed, I want to make sure you know something. That one, 
you matter to God. And that's the most important. But two, that you matter to me. And while everybody's got their head bowed and eyes closed in this moment, if that's you and that's a prayer that you prayed because you wanted to establish that relationship here today, I don't want to ask you to do anything super uncomfortable. I don't want to ask you to to embarrass yourself. I just would love to see you because God sees you. And I want to pray for you and I want to know that that's the decision you made. So if that's you, would you just kind of pop your head up real quick and just catch eyes with me? Thank you. Give me a second. I want to make sure I can get all the way across the room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great decision. And you should tell someone about it. Tell your spouse. Tell a pastor. Tell some friends that that's a decision that you made. But for the rest of us that have already made that decision, it's still decision time. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to stop accepting life as is and start carving out a plan for purpose. To intentionally organize your calendar in a way that prioritizes his presence. And giving the Holy Spirit room to speak because he might want to use you to put money in somebody's hand who desperately needs help. He might want to use you to be a listening ear to someone who needs to just talk to somebody. He might want to use you to open your home to enjoy a meal with them and love them the way he loves them. So for you, the question is, are you willing to prioritize his presence? And how will you do it starting this week? We want to give you a moment to think about that. And the band's going to quietly play as we move into a time of communion. We're going to ask you that when you're ready, we're going to start from the front and go to the back. And as you come forward, we're going to ask you to exit out into the center aisle, and you'll kind of follow. The people in the front will start, and you can follow along the way they do it. But then you can come and take communion and then go around out to the outside walls and back to your seat. But while you're doing that, I would encourage you to listen and to think and to hear the Lord and ask Him what He wants you to do. So would you stand with me? I'm going to pray for you, and then as soon as I say amen, the front rows can be dismissed and you can follow and like suit. But that's what we want you to focus on is presence and prioritizing his presence in your life. God, I ask that today, that myself first, that God, I would prioritize your presence. That God, I would schedule better, make more room for your plan and your, your will and your way in me. God, I ask that every person who's here, you would bless them and you would encourage them and you would inspire them to lean in and intentionally go after your presence this week. In Jesus' name, everybody said, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. But thank you for being the type of church that walks out of here and does something about it. And I want to encourage you 
Schedule some time this week. Prioritize it. Put it on the calendar. Make a date with God and keep it. Set up. You want to set your marriage up for a win? Keep a consistent date night. You want to keep your relationship with God well? Now, he's going to love you. He's never going to leave you. But set up a date consistently and keep it because he's ready and available. He has so much more that we could ask, dream, think, or imagine. But we want to gain access to it. The prayer team is here for you if you want to stay and be prayed for if you have any needs. Maybe you just want to be encouraged. Come and talk to them. This is an amazing moment where God might want to say something specifically to you through them. Because they pray up through the week for you. They plan. They prepare. That's a great access point right there. That maybe God might want to say something to you today. So please stay and get prayer if you need it. If not, we have a five-minute party. If it's your first time here, we'd love to meet you. If you go right out the back doors to the right and up the ramp, there'll be a five-minute party okay, that'll start at exactly 10.50. Okay? It'll be five minutes. Pastor Russell will meet you there. We'd love to get to know you. Shake your hand. We have a free gift for you. Let me pray for you, and then you guys can go out there and get after it. Amen? Amen. Lord, I thank you for every person that is here. God, I pray your blessing and your favor and your grace upon them. That, God, you would go out and meet them, Lord, like the Holy Spirit that hovered over the darkness, God. Would you go out and hover over again their day, their week, their jobs, their cars, their houses, their families, their relationships, their finances, their businesses. God, I pray that you would go out and hover over those things. And, Lord, that they would be keenly aware of your presence and that you would speak in a way that would be meaningful to them this week. And give them an ear to hear what your spirit is saying. Because without faith it is impossible to please you. And faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And so Lord we ask for your blessing and your grace and your peace to reign upon them. In Jesus name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.